Oh, boy, here we go for the big old freaking Thursday show. I am the Stretch Ari. Thank you for being here. It is time to get down for a Thursday, wrapping up into the weekend, a week of no moto. We did get some moto news. It was early on, did not look good in the moto news front, and then I got a couple stories that popped later in the day, including Eli Tomac is back, bitches. Signed a new deal with Star Racing Yamaha to race the 24th season. I think that Achilles is going to be just fine. And we can't wait to see Eli out there. That is amazing, amazing, amazing news. So very good to get Eli back. Also yesterday, I I literally, I didn't listen to the stretch show yesterday. I listened completely to the UFO hearings. I've listened to every second of them. They were riveting to me. And I'm going to break that down for you. But up next, we're going to get into... Jason Anderson, El Hombre, back on the box and looking good. And I have a theory on that, uh, and that is this. I've been telling you guys for weeks, dude, he's been out of Glen Helen just putting in heaters looking fast as F. But then come Saturday, he's just cruising to like top 10 finishes, top 9 finishes. And I, I honestly believe it was about the points and about staying safe and not getting hurt. And maybe he finally started feeling himself this week at Washougal because he's up on the podium the best results we've seen out of him all year. But I got to tell you, man, I've seen way more from him in the videos of him just tearing it up at Glen Helen than what we've seen so far on the track since he's been back from the neck injury. And don't get me wrong, I'm not blaming the guy. Smart move. Go out there, just kind of, you know, get used to being back on the bike, see if you got discomfort or how you're feeling on the bike, test the bike out a little bit, get some points and get ready for the super motocross and, and grab the money like everybody else is doing. So, not mad at that, but it was good to see him up on the box, and we will talk to him coming up in moments, Mr. Jason L. Ombre Anderson. That is good. Then I'm going to break down that UFO stuff. I'll, I'll get into that right after uh, we talk to El Ombre, because I always get into that first after I do the moto, and then I talk to him. I got a what the Florida story. That's a bad day for a bad dude, which can't be mad at that i'm happy of that one um i got a lady and freaking out here in california she's gonna go to jail a bad lady just a crazy lady and then i have it's like the moto man school of clandestine cia secret agent services got a guy and he was basically training a lady to be a secret agent and he's apparently a real cia agent and he ran a company. Most of the CIA guys, by the way, they run real companies. They get set up by the government to run these companies, and then they use their companies to do shady crap. That's what the Secret Service does. And he's one of those guys, but now since he got in some trouble for his dealings with this lady, he has gone full-blown Jason Bourne and just vanished on your ass. Like, boom, who? What? What company? What are you talking about? Yeah, he's gone. And uh, the lady wants to sue him, and, well, they can't find him. Down you, he's Jason Bourne. That's what he is. And then I have a story I want to get into that happened right here in Los Angeles this week. Shout out to the LAPD. They made a big announcement yesterday. About 139 people they rounded up in a sweeping multi-agency crackdown on child sex abuse and child pornography. And I'm doing this story because... You know the Mel Gibson movie? Have you heard everybody talk smack about that? 
how it's an exaggeration, how they're QAnon freaks, how they're exaggerating. Well, apparently they're not. Apparently that stuff's real. Apparently that movie's real. Apparently all that crap is real. Apparently the pedophilia crap is insane. The fact that they rounded up 139 pedophile freaks right here in Los Angeles yesterday should tell you it's real. I get sick of people not believing news because they don't believe who it, or the, because they don't like who the news is coming from. And Mel Gibson, you can say what you want about him, he did a damn good movie, he did a damn good documentary. And I've heard nothing but hate on that documentary and the guy's just trying to do the right thing. We'll get into that story too. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. But up next, let's get into El Hombre and then get into a little UFO talk. The UFO talk got me giddy. I'm not kidding to put a spring in my step yesterday. It's the 4-9. Big 49, it is a stretch show. And right now we are sitting down with a dude we have not had on the show in a while because he's been out with injury. And ever since coming back, has just been slowly grinding his way back into true racing form. And today he got there and is on the podium in third place overall. I'm talking about Jason Anderson of that Pro Circuit Kawasaki team. Not only are you coming back from injury, but you're a brand new daddy as well. You got a baby at the house. You're probably changing diapers and stuff. Like, walk us through your routine now. Like, you got the baby, and then you're also trying to get back in and get back on the box. So what's going on with uh, El Hombre World? You on diaper duty or what? Yeah, I mean... Thankfully, my wife is doing most of it, oh, but uh, the j- diaper changing. But uh, yeah. when I come home from the track, I'll, I'll get a couple in here nice. and there. And, but uh, other than that, it's uh, it's been it's been fun. You know, it's uh, it's been definitely more fun than trying to come back and race these <laughs> last four rounds. Because man, I've been nice. uh, haven't had much time on the bike, and you know, yeah. being able to you know just being tired. You know, yeah. just being able to work my work my way into it has been tough and. Uh, Today I was able to get you know two motos and uh, you know they were they were decent they weren't the greatest yeah. I feel like I have some speed but for me I'm just managing my motos you know okay. I feel like where I start I can maybe make a few passes yeah. and then um, <clears throat> just go from there but I, I still feel like I have speed but I just need a little bit more of that race fitness to be able to uh, maybe hook on and be closer to these guys um, towards the end of the motos but. Uh, I think we have a little bit of a break, and and for me, I think it's uh, more time to try and get some work done instead of, uh, you know, enjoy it. I I totally understand that. Do you think, though, that you're carrying momentum now coming out of this uh, podium finish here at Washougal that you're going to be ready to maintain this moving forward for the next three rounds? You never know. I I feel like uh, going to Unadilla should be good, and um, I always like Bud's Creek. So uh, hopefully uh, pick up some some pace and maybe uh, dip in uh, some battles here with these these two. And um, my goal is to, you know, hopefully be good for that SMX. You know, I think that's going to be – pretty fun so it'd be cool to uh yeah just try and get better towards the end of the year all right and what, what do you think your your goals are for for then for the next three races because up on the podium and i've seen a lot of great videos they've posted of you just putting in some heaters out of Glen helen looking really really good and you know so now here we are we got three races left you're on the podium and is there is this i'm saying is this something we can expect uh, to happen again or to be consistent here as we move forward? Um, for me, I kind of understand, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty aware of the reality um, okay. that I'm in right now. And that's, you know, just progress. I think okay. uh, for me at this point, you know, if I could get um, within, 
20 seconds of the lead today. That was yeah. kind of good for me, and, <laughs> and I'm hoping nice. to make progress the next weekend. But okay. um, I think uh, there's things that I'm working on, and I, I, I have uh, no doubt that I could be closer to these guys yeah. coming to, you know, I, I really feel like uh, the last three, you know, especially like Bud's Creek, one of my favorite tracks. And, you know, when you when you gel with a track, it uh, gives you that little bit of confidence. But yeah. um, they're riding good and, and, and they're bringing they're bringing um, such a new style to the game. And, uh, I, you know, I'm 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 kind of part of the old guys <laughs> at this point. And, uh, you know, I guess uh, I'm trying to learn some new tricks. Yeah, I'm not counting you out, uh, Jason, quite yet. I don't think you're quite that old, but. Let's talk about this. You were had a pretty serious injury. You were home on the couch. I know it was like an, an injury where you had to rest it, which means you couldn't get on the bike, which means you couldn't train, and you were falling behind. You're probably watching the races at home. Now, in your mind, were you like, I just got to get back on the bike and get back into race shape? Or were you in your mind going, hey, I got to get back out there and get back on the podium? Was a podium the goal, a win? Well, like, what's, What was your expectations coming off of the neck injury? Yeah, for me, like uh, when you come back, obviously, for my skill and how I believe I can ride, I yeah. I have uh, you know no doubt that I can be on the podium with these guys. Okay. Um, but for me, you know, when I did my neck injury, I I couldn't do much because obviously, like they say, yeah. like the vibration can make the bone not heal. So yeah. I was chilling, like and and when <laughs> and when you chill that long, it's hard to come back, and yeah. uh, that's that's the hardest thing. I feel like I got. You know, a little over two weeks um, to be able to uh, to be on the level of these guys, and and yeah. the level that they're at is, I think, higher than I think we've seen in in many years. You know, yeah. and they're doing it really smooth, and they're doing it so much different. So, uh, yeah. for me, I, I wanted to come back. I felt like I could be on the podium with them, and I really want to learn and uh, just improve improve my craft. All right, and uh, your craft is coming to a very unique conclusion this year with the Super Motocross season, and I know you mentioned you wanted to come back for that as well. Uh, expectations on that? I, you you want to go in and you want to obviously go for it, and you're a damn good rider. We've seen what you can do on a Supercross track, on a motocross track. Uh, there's got to be some lofty expectations going into the playoffs here at the end of the year. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, it'd be nice to just have success towards the end of the season because okay. um, even in Supercross, it, uh, I, it, it was tough for me. You know, I was yeah. uh, not only was my my race is not going good. You know, it was I was also you know having such a life change. You know, I was having having yeah. my daughter mid season, and that was kind of you know really my my priority. Yeah. And um, I wanted to you know had my daughter and now it's like uh now we got we got we're going to the races and uh ready to start focusing on on yeah. that and um that's kind of where i'm at so it'd be nice to you know be able to get to the smx battle for you know hopefully some wins in some of those races and um yeah, just end the season on a good note and uh, try and enjoy myself as much as I can. All right, uh, Jason, you were at home. You were on the couch. Like you said, you couldn't ride. You couldn't do much. I know you were watching, though, and you had to see this dude Jet just come and get on fire. And I'm sure you watching it on TV. You're taking notes. He's not doing full sin crazy stuff. He's not just, like, blitzing the stuff, but he's doing the small things better than anybody else out there right now. What are you learning watching Jet and when you were off and, and not on the bike at home watching Jet? What are you learning that could maybe make you a better rider as you're now having to compete with him on a weekly basis? Hmm. Yeah, I think uh, 
one of the biggest things is is obviously you know he's he's very smooth you know yeah. he's always has that rear tire connected to the ground and and he's always in the yeah. in the right part of the power um i mean as for me trying to learn it's i i don't i think it's wrong for us sometimes to completely change who we are yeah. but i think there's things that we can do to be better you know and obviously the way he uses the motorcycle and everything like that ha is you know he has like it's like every settings you know like on like 95 <laughs> you know yeah. um and and for us you know i think uh i think for me i have you know two legs two arms and, and my brain's still intact somewhat that um <laughs> you know i have it in me to be able to to figure it out and yeah. um and try and be in a battle to to be up there you know and and yeah. You know, it's crazy that he's 19 years old and, and I'm 30 and, and, and I'm learning from him, you know, and yeah. it's, it's pretty cool. But um, it's changing the game. And I think that comes, you know, a lot. I think obviously back in the day, whenever you saw like Ricky and them, they were just kind of like more like wide open, like slam and stuff. And it yeah. just seems like we're so much we're becoming so much more methodical with the way we we use uh, the motorcycle and stuff like that. And uh and for me, that's not doesn't come natural to me, you know. So I've, I'm I'm really having to uh, consciously, you know, yeah. try and try and figure that stuff out. But yeah, um, you know, that's uh that's what we're we keep showing up and keep trying to problem solve, and you know, that's what we're addicted to. All right, uh, Jason, man, congratulations on getting on the box today. A major accomplishment. Only coming back here a, a few rounds ago. It's great to see, man. We appreciate your time. Congratulations on the baby. Congratulations on being back on the bike and really looking forward to seeing you at the Super Motocross uh, Championships at the end of the year. Best of luck to you as we move forward, man. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. All right, man. Uh, I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Yesterday I was on YouTube looking for great moto videos and I came across a four-year-old video called Urban Rider Josh Hill. I don't know how the hell I slept on this video for four years. I'd never seen it before, but it is absolutely sick. Hill rides every ride in an abandoned water park in Palm Springs on an e-bike. He even goes straight down one of those near vertical gnarly water drop slides. He rides the big standard water slide as well. And then he pulls off a complete 360 loop and one of those big swoosh funnel things that people ride rafts in. It's a great moto video. Go check it out. Even if you've seen it before, it's a fun summer moto video to go check out again. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ coming up one hour from now. Oh, man. It is the day after the hearings that we've all been waiting for. And I'm going to say these did not disappoint. There was a few nuggets in there. I watched every minute of those UFO freaking hearings with Congress, and man, they here's what's weird, though. Uh, every story they told, I had already heard from either watching uh, documentaries or UFO shows or just being in the know in the UFO world. And what's weird is I'm, I'm a ghost guy. I'm not a UFO guy, but... I'm into the UFO phenomenon and I'm incredibly interested and in being a ghost guy I'm like dude I saw a ghost those things are real first thing I thought is UFOs are probably real like I started thinking that too so I follow that with almost as much passion and I can tell you that I heard every story going in and it's funny that no one in Congress 
knew any of that. They were like, oh my God, like that Tic Tac, it flew right by you and you saw it and they had all these questions. You're like, you haven't heard this? I've heard this story. I knew every answer. Like, I could have answered a lot of the questions because I knew the story so well of these three witnesses. Uh, not not Grush. Grush is the... He is the secret weapon in this thing. And I fear for that dude's safety. But here we were. We were watching him. So I didn't learn anything like that. But what I equate that to, like yesterday, uh, there was a... I saw it on the news locally. I saw it online. I saw it on the local, like, email alerts we get here where I live. I don't know if anyone was aware, but they did a massive construction project on Pacific Coast Highway, and they closed it in the northbound direction overnight, and they didn't open it up until noon on Wednesday. So, and it was closed, and that's a major, major road, and it's the road I have to take to get in and out of my house, or I have to drive all the way up Sunset Boulevard to the 405, and that's a bitch considering I live all the way down at the beach. PCH is the best option, and when it's screwed, I'm screwed. So I knew that. I knew they were doing the construction. I was ready for it. It didn't delay me to work or anything. I was aware, and I saw people freaking out, and the backup literally as I was driving the opposite direction, the backup coming into Santa Monica where they had the freeway closed completely and you couldn't get onto PCH from the 10 freeway, it, it never recovered. I, I go past downtown LA to go to my office every morning and it never stopped. It was bumper to bumper from that moment all the way back through downtown LA. It was screwed. And, and, and this is how I feel like on the UFO story. I knew it. And so I didn't get caught in any of it. I drove by it on the, on the other side, yet none of these people on the other side apparently paid any attention or knew that was gonna happen. And they all got blindsided. That, that's how I feel Congress is. I feel there are a bunch of dumbasses that haven't paid attention and they have all poo-pooed on this and they're all guilty of it. If you are not a paranormal buff and you are not down with the cause, so to speak, you have been either a discreditor or a sheeple that has followed the the system they set up to discredit people and to shame people. What we found out is nothing new as far as uh, that we hadn't heard already and, and that I haven't told you here before, and that is Grusha said that we have alien spaceships and that we have dead biologicals, he calls them, and a lot of questions they couldn't answer because they were classified, and these dudes such respect to those three dudes that testified. They really are. They really are patriots. I get that feeling. I get that feeling. These dudes did this because they felt they were doing the right thing. They asked them at the end why they did why they did what they did. Grush was adamant I was doing the right thing and, and what they were doing was wrong and they're breaking the law and blah, 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 blah. We'll get into that in a second. But him I saw. The other two guys were pilots, Navy pilots that had very close encounters with UFOs. And one was like, I felt it's not safe and it was my duty to come forward for, you know, to secure the skies over America. It was duty first, duty first, all of this. And then the other guy's like, yeah, I came forward because a friend of mine nagged me. And after about the sixth or seventh time, they told me that I could make a difference and I could, you know, relieve the stigma of reporting this. And so that's why I finally came forward. And that was, that was funny, but true. Still duty, duty, duty for the good of other people. All three of those dudes. Very cool stuff. Now, here's what's going to come out of this. 
Some people are going to go to jail. People are going to go to jail. And what they talk about, and this is where the dude Grush, I feel for his safety. They were talking about white collar crimes being committed with defense contractors. Defense contractors are powerful people that deal with billions, if not trillions of dollars with the government's money. And he's saying, yeah, there's even a name for it where they basically mislabel projects, overcharge for projects, and then take that money and shift that money into another budget that the Senate doesn't know about. So if they're doing reverse engineering projects, the the Senate's paying for it, Congress is paying for it, they're just unaware they're paying for it. That's illegal as F, and people are gonna go to jail. There's gonna be people going to jail as this shakes out. Powerful people, people that don't wanna, there's gonna be some fall guys, the guys that should go to jail aren't gonna go to jail, but there'll be some fall guys. And that was my one takeaway. My other takeaway is when they asked Grush, have people been harmed or died because of this cover-up? And not only did he say yes, but the way he said it, it wasn't because of aliens harming people. It was because the government has been harming people. And then he brought up an incident. He said, just what they did to me and my wife. And I'm like, whoa, there's way more to this guy's story. And I always said, when he left the Pentagon and when he became a whistleblower at his level, the things he knew, he was he had to go to the media immediately to stay alive because they were going to kill his ass. And he didn't say that, but, but that was a big nugget that I really want to get into more. And then whenever they said, can you name names? And he would always say, I can't hear in an open discussion, but afterwards in closed doors, I can tell you if you have the proper clearance. And he is going to name names and tell them people and give them, he knows where the bodies are buried and where the UFOs are allegedly at, and he's given them a list. And now they're going to know where to look and who to talk to to get them. And he said, I'll give you a list of cooperative and of uh, hostile witnesses that you can you can talk to about this. He's really good. Also did not know uh, Grush has a physics degree on top of all of that. So here he is, a uh, working for the Air Force, and then he becomes a secret level dude investigating UFOs for the Air Force and then for the Pentagon, and he has a physics degree as well. This is a smart dude and a loyal American soldier that is doing what he thinks is the right thing for his country. What's weird is I trust him way more than I trust Lou Elizondo. Lou Elizondo, I always thought still, was a Pentagon operative, still doing things to muddy the waters for the Pentagon to create like, oh no, we're in danger, we're in danger, we need more money. I always held that over his head. Like, I always thought that. And, and I'm still not 100% that he's a good guy. I'm not. But uh, Grush, I'm I'm sold, is a good guy. I believe Grush is a good guy. And, and that may be, you know, very wrong assumption of Lou Alessandro, but I'm, I'm paranoid. But that was the two biggest takeaways of that entire thing for me, where that the government's been harming people and that they went after Grush and his wife and that this is, you know, and it's true. It's not safe for, I know another thing is going to come of it is they're going to change things as far as reporting. They're going to have required reporting and they're not going to be able to punish people for reporting seeing a UFO anymore. People would not report UFOs because they didn't want to lose 
they would take them off a of flying. And that's all those guys. Flyboys just want to fly. Like tweakers want to tweak. Flyboys want to fly. They want to get in their bird and they want to fly. That's all they want to do. And if they if they ground them because they spotted a UFO, that's BS. And they're going to fix that. I think that's going to come out of this as well. I think they're going to fix the reporting process for both commercial airliners. And by the way, one of the uh, congressmen asked uh, a lady, Luna, she asked about uh, if the companies in regular civilian air travel, if airline companies were punishing their people for reporting, and they said absolutely, and that's going to come to an end as well. So that's going to come to an end. They're going to investigate. They're going to put some people in jail. And I hope there's more really good briefings like that because it was so good. I, and I hope and pray for those men's safety and their families. And if one of them doesn't about face or something, I will say the government got to them and is going to harm someone in their family. And, and, and that's that. But I'm glad the story's out there. Hopefully the truth embargo is beginning. And I know that the... The people on the panel, they even had AOC on there asking questions. You know, it's weird. She's kind of hot. Much as I just can't stand her, she's a vile human being in my eyes. She's kind of hot. AOC's kind of hot, not going to lie. I know Moto Man wants to bang Hillary Clinton, but if I had to bang uh, a left-wing uh, communist, it would be AOC. Just say that. Yeah. It's weird. That's weird. I just ruined my UFO talk, didn't I? Yeah, I did. Well, I'm sorry, but that's your update on the UFO. Very good hearings. I'll let you know when there's some more. It's the Big 49. Big 49. I want to get to this story now. I think it is important to talk about. Happened right here in Los Angeles yesterday. A multi-agency takedown of 139 people. Here in Los Angeles, the crackdown they called Operation Online Guardian involved over 100 agencies. The police were actually doing their job yesterday. Good for them. They weren't stopping shoplifting or homeless crimes or your car getting broken into, but they were bringing down some pedophiles, 139 of them. Say child exploitation is one of the most horrendous crimes affecting our most vulnerable members of the community. And uh, on Wednesday, they brought a whole lot of them down. They say through these crimes, predators target those that can't protect themselves. And it started off with officers going undercover on social media to identify individuals who were trafficking child porn. Second phase involved executing search warrants in five Southern California counties. And they rounded up 139 people yesterday. Bravo, bravo, bravo. I'm, I'm glad they're doing their job. I'm glad they're protecting children. And I'm glad they're shining a light on this is real. I, I Like I said in, in my rant at the start of the show, Mel Gibson just did a documentary called Operation Freedom that is about child uh, sex trafficking and pedophilia and the insanity that is child sex trafficking. And I don't know how many people that disagree with Mel Gibson's politics that I've seen on television shows or online segments or vlogs dissing the crap out of that documentary as blowing it out of proportion to me any any kid sex trafficked you can't blow that out of proportion enough there's nothing you could do to blow that out of proportion enough there's nothing 
and the fact that our border is so weak, it makes it real easy for these traffickers to traffic them in and out, in and out, no, not a problem. And it is terrifying what is happening. And this shows you this is real. This is real, real stuff. And just so you know, the charges yesterday, they didn't reveal how many children were rescued. They did not release the names of any suspects, but they have idiots charged with sodomy of a child, sexual abuse of a child, lewd acts with a child, possession of child pornography, failure to register as a sex offender. The list goes on and on and on. And there was 139 of them in Southern California. This is a worldwide problem. And in countries where there are fewer human rights than there are here, it's a bigger problem than it is here. But the fact that we got 139 of these asshats yesterday, and you know that's not probably a, a drop in the bucket of the real population. It. I wish people would stop playing politics. That, that was the one thing I really loved about the UFO hearings. They weren't playing politics. One guy went after the Biden administration for the balloon fiasco, and he's not wrong, but that was really the only political jab I saw in that whole thing for two and a half hours of watching those hearings yesterday. And I was like, that's cool that they're they're being nonpartisan right now, and they're trying to solve what could be the biggest threat to our country ever in the history of mankind, the threat to the world. Well, this is a threat to mankind as well the abuse of children, the sex trafficking of children, and the fact that people play politics with that and say, oh, the right's blowing it out of proportion and they're a bunch of QAnon a-holes, January 6th rioters, no, no, this is real. LAPD rounded up 139 of these mofos in Southern California yesterday. This is very real. That documentary is very real. Go see that Mel Gibson documentary. And here's one thing I want to shout out too. No one in Hollywood would touch that movie, probably because they got their hands in the freaking sex trafficking business, to be honest with you. But no studio would touch it. No executive would touch it. No one would touch it. The family that owns Goya Foods, if you know that, it's a Hispanic food company. Uh, you could buy, like, I buy it a lot. I love uh, that they'll sell uh, uh, plantains are already, like, made. they're frozen. You're already made. You just take it, heat it up, and they're freaking delicious. And they have a lot of uh, really good frozen food in your frozen food section. And it's not in every market, but it's in a lot of markets. It's in the markets by my office where it's uh, more Latin, but it's called Goya. They financed that movie. That's who did it. So shout out to them. Buy that product. Those people care about children and care about the world. And they're not playing politics. So this is real. This happened here under our noses yesterday. And... Don't believe anyone that tells you this this isn't a real thing and it's not probably worse than worth saying it is. Got to protect children. If we don't protect children, we're worthless worthless human beings. The one group we have to protect, children. We have to protect children, especially from these vile monsters. So shout out to the LAPD and all the agencies that were involved in that takedown yesterday. And shout out to Mel Gibson and his crew and the Goya people too. I, shout out to all of that. Really need more of that. And more bipartisan cooperation. I'm Stretch. It's the Big 4-9. The Man Urge. Report! 
Sinead O'Connor, the Irish pop singer famous for being a bald chick and for tearing up a photo of the Pope on Saturday Night Live back in the late 80s, early 90s, has died at the age of 56 years old. They gave no cause of death. They just say she survived by her three children. Apparently, the grandpa freakout disease, a.k.a. the Joe Biden disease, is contagious in Washington because yesterday, Mitch McConnell, the Senate minority leader, he got up in front of a microphone and he was talking to the crowd and then he just stopped and stared blankly for like 35 seconds before they're like, hey, Mitch, what's going on? And then they go, are you all right? And they escorted him off the stage. No word yet on his condition, but he totally freaked out just like the president does like on any given Tuesday. And speaking of grandpa dumbass, his stupid son, Hunter the Cokehead Biden, had cut a plea deal. And remember, there were whistleblowers coming forward going, this is BS, this guy is getting a sweetheart deal from the IRS. And he had cut a deal to plead guilty to a couple of tax charges that were basically misdemeanors, and then they would drop the felony charges. And that was the deal. The deal was still a crappy deal for America, a good deal for little Hunter Biden. And then they got to court yesterday, and the judge is like, yeah, we got no deal. We're not taking this deal, because apparently the Biden people had slipped in a little, oh yeah, you can't prosecute him for anything else after this. We're done. He's free and clear. And they said, oh, hell no. We're going after this guy for a bunch of other stuff. This is just these charges. So the deal fell apart at the 11th hour in court yesterday. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 4-9, it's a stretch show on a Thursday. Before I go any further, tomorrow night on Stars, you know what's back? Duffy Wrestling League, the DWL, back out of Georgia. That is uh, the television show Heels on Stars. You can see uh, Son of Stretch, uh, Duke Roberts playing Big Jim. He's wrestling, getting to be in the ring, doing all of his own wrestling. Actually, there are moments when they have body doubles for these guys. Apparently, some actor got hurt. I know my son My son sent me videos of him uh, practicing and doing like a flip off the rope, and I'm just like, you're way too effing big to be doing that kind of crap. Like, that's for little people. Little people do the acrobatic crap. You, you just got to jump up there and do a flying leg drop or something. But he's doing some crazy stuff, and it's a really good show if you are a fan of wrestling, and it's a good dude drama. Go check it out on Stars tomorrow. Heels on Stars. So season one's been playing all over for free, just trying to get people interested because they can't promote season two. I'm banging it so hard because it's my kid, obviously, but at the same time, I feel bad for them. They, they put a lot of work in. They filmed season two a long time ago. They finally, finally get greenlit to run the season two, and then the strike happens, and they can't do it. They can't even send out a tweet going, hey, my 50,000 Twitter followers, check out my show tomorrow. They, they can't even do that. I can't even acknowledge it. It's awful, so I'm doing it as the dad. That's my job. And, and then, by the way, I've, I've been working here on this radio station f- for nothing. For nothing. I, I love doing it, and I have fun with my idiot friends being an idiot, but there's nothing in it for me. I'm like, you know what? I could use this opportunity on my way out the door to promo the hell out of this and try to help out someone in my family, at least. There's some silver lining in this big 49 debacle that is the Stretch Show. If you don't know, I've talked about it. Stretch Show's going to end on August 25th. And I am going to take my radio hack ass into retirement. And I, uh, the 
the stretch show podcast will stay up once in a while. I might get a hair up my ass and do a podcast. There's nothing more. What I'm doing right now is what I love to do. What I'm doing right now doesn't pay me the amount of money I need to operate and function in my life. And it's like at some point it became, I have no life. My life is trying to make this work and having to do my real job. And it's just three years of having no life and, and I can't do it anymore. And I'm old and over anyways. I'm, I'm like Grandpa Boomer on the radio that needs to go away and make way for some younger blood and somebody that is probably better at this and, and not a radio person. Because radio just destroyed everything. So why do we have radio people on here when we're not really doing radio? So I'm going to do some podcasts here and there. And I'm going to do some paranormal podcasts and that sort of thing. So you can check that out every now and then. I'll be there. But... Everything else I'm stepping away from after uh, August 25th. All right, right now, let's get into a story in Florida before I run out of time. Got a guy. He showed up at a house in Florida. Had what looked like an AR-15. His name was Eric William Johnson. And basically knocked on the door. Homeowner opened the door. An old man, 62-year-old man, opened the door. At that point, uh, Mr. Johnson, 32 years old, barged his way into the home and started hitting the man with the butt of the gun. Well, here's what happened. Apparently, the home he came into had an old man that knows how to whoop ass. Because not only did the old man whoop his ass and beat his ass and disarm him, the old man knocked the snot out of this little whippersnapper. So much so that Mr. Johnson fled the scene, uh, jumped into a waiting vehicle, and they fled. This is all around the Tampa area, by the way. Uh, and then he went around and hid himself. And when he hid, they found him cowering in a shed later. Now, the fight between the victim and the homeowner... Uh, the homeowner disarmed Johnson and struck him in the head with the butt of his own weapon that he had taken from him. Johnson fled, drove away with his accomplice to a nearby in, a, in an SUV. And then they found the driver and they found Johnson hiding. Oh, yeah. Then they sent in a canine unit because Johnson wouldn't come out of the shed he was hiding in. And here's what's crazy. He had a real gun. The gun he used to break into was an airsoft AR-15 looking thing. But he has a real gun. So they send the canine in. He's fighting with the canine. He pulls the gun out, puts it under the canine's chin, and pulls the trigger, and the gun jams. Uh, officers, I don't know why they didn't shoot him. I don't think, I guess they didn't want to shoot the dog, or they would have shot him for sure. And then he recocked the gun and shot the dog again, and the gun jammed. At that point, officers finally got a hold of him because his gun wasn't shooting. And he goes down for. Oh, God, they got him on a whole laundry list of fun stuff here. Uh, Mr. Johnson gets two counts of kidnapping to commit a felony, a home invasion robbery, burglar of a dwelling with a firearm, aggravated assault on a person 65 years or older, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, hinder, delay, or prevent communication to law enforcement, impersonating law enforcement, battery on a police canine, resisting law enforcement, and all those charges... And he got his ass whooped by an old man on top of it. Ha! Mr. Johnson, you are our Florida douchebag of the day. 
I'm Stretch. Coming up next, let's talk about a crazy person here in California. No, you know what? Let's talk to uh, Chase Sexton, and then we'll talk to a crazy about a crazy person here in California. It's the Big Forty Nine. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. All right, there's some drama in the moto media, and people want to fight, it seems like. And Stretch has got nothing to do with it. I absolutely love it. Cooksy of Cooksy Media, who has a tendency to piss people off in the moto industry because he calls it like he sees it. He made a vlog where he goes after Steve Mathis of Racer X after he was critical of Hayden Deegan for using the I'm a proud American angle again at Washougal after getting on top of the box. Mathis called it classless and says he's getting people to root for him because he's an American and trying to divide them against the Lawrence brothers. Now, Cooksey said he was not being anti any country. He was just being pro-proud American. And if Mathis didn't like it, he could take his woke ass back to Canada and go be offended there. He also dropped some F-bombs and other swear words. Look at it this way. I don't think Cooksey and Mathis are going to have lunch anytime soon. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. It's a Stretch show. Imagine it's rush hour. You're in San Francisco. You're driving across the Bay Bridge. You see a car with a crazy lady driving crazy. And you're like, hey, it looks like she didn't have any clothes on. She stops her car in the middle of the Bay Bridge. She jumps out of the car, and she is butt naked. And she has a knife. And you're like, man, roll up the windows. This crazy lady's going to start trying to play the stabby-stabby game. That's everybody's thinking. That wasn't her, her end game. No. She then jumps back into the car. Proceeds a little further down the Bay Bridge, gets up where the toll booth is, stops her car again. This time she jumps out with a gap, pow, 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 starts blasting caps into the air. Luckily, she's not trying to shoot other drivers that are around her. Surprised no one ran her over, because if I'm seeing a crazy naked lady shooting a gun, I'm like, she's going to try to kill me. I may as well run her over in my car before she gets me. But no one did that. CHP was able to roll up on her and get her. Uh, and they take her, took her from the bridge in an ambulance. No word on why she was naked or no word on why she was so pissed off and shooting guns into the air. No injuries reported. She got out of her car, started blasting gun up in the air. No injuries reported. They also didn't release her identity. And they say there's no word on what the hell she was doing. I must say, Tweaker's going to tweak, y'all. I say she got in the car was tweaking. Got some bad tweaky tweak. Got her tweaky tweak, tweak, tweak on. I'm going to start a new social media company called Tweaker. And it's only for people that are high. You got to get high to be on Tweaker. And I say, warning, if you, are not, if you are sober, you are not allowed on here. You have to be high at all times on Tweaker. Tweaker's going to tweak. And you just send crazy-ass little messages. Gotta be, I'm going to be rich from that. I'm going to leave a 49, and they're going to be the way I'm going to stretch. They're going to make stretches a, a gazillionaire from starting Tweaker. He's a billionaire now. What? Yeah. He's all tweaked out in rehab, but he started Tweaker. And now people are suing him because everyone got a drug problem from it. Hey, that's your problem. We're not responsible for what happens to you when you get on Tweaker and you're all tweaked out. All right, coming up next, I'm going to tell you about a Jason Bourne. He's like Moto Man almost. He was a CIA spy and he owned a business. And he was training a lady to be a CIA spy. 
And apparently one thing you need to be really good at if you're a lady CIA spy is blowing him. Yeah, we're going to get into this story next. It's the Big Four Nine. Big, big, the Big 49 Moto Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Last night, the greatest motocross news of summer became 100% official when Eli Tomac and Star Racing Yamaha officially announced he is coming back to racing and has signed a deal to race with the team through the 2024 season. I predict he's also going to be ready to race at this year's Super Motocross Playoffs and Championship as well. He sort of let the cat out of the bag last week when he showed up at an Alpine Stars event at Washougal. But who cares? This is the greatest news we could get. Welcome back, Eli. Can't wait to see him back on a motorcycle. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. This is Stress Show. Right now, we're going to talk about being a spy. Talk about trying to find a spy. It's like trying to find Jason Bourne. Former CIA clandestine service officer is accused of putting an aspiring operative through a sordid training program centered on sexually servicing him. And now he's gone Jason Bourne on that ass. He's groping a lady somewhere else trying to put her through the same rigorous training. His name was Sean Higgins. They say he is an ex-spy. He is no longer part of the CIA. He was out in upstate New York at a data analytics firm that he co-founded. And a lady, I don't know how he hit up with this lady, but told her he was a CIA spy and he could train her to be a CIA spy. So what he did is... He told her, hey, all right, you got to do this, you got to do this. And then he would bang her and bang her and have her blow him and do stuff like that. And he would say, this is training. This is what you need. This is going to make you a spy. This is how you're going to get into the CIA. And you're going to use these skills to seduce people later on. Yeah. Wiggins, 59 years old, he coerced her into having an ongoing sexual relationship with him from 2017 for a good long time. He told her the carnal knowledge she was picking up would become part of her technical expertise. And she could also use it to seduce people to get uh, you know, what she needed out of them as a good CIA spy. Uh, at some point after getting banged senseless for a good while, she realized, hey, this guy's just banging me. I'm never gonna be in the CIA. And I don't know what happened. So she comes forward and tries to sue him. She, this went on for 14 months. 14 months of him banging her and getting getting sex on her. The lawsuit has been filed by a lady named Jane Doe, not her real name. She said he promised to help her get hired at the CIA and those promises fell flat. And she ended up under psychiatric care instead of realizing her dream career because she realized she had been taken advantage of by a CIA spy. He was just banging her. He wasn't gonna teach her to be a CIA spy. So when she filed the lawsuit and they went back to that data company he has in upstate New York, gone. They're looking for Mr. Wiggins, gone. He vanished. He got K-faded. He bounced. Rolled on out, bitch. No one can find him. Her lawyers are pissed they can't serve the guy because they have no idea where he is or how to find him or where to find him. Him and his company have vanished overnight. He's just gone. CIA says they cannot confirm or deny 
that Wiggins was a CIA operative, but apparently somebody in this article found out that he indeed did work for the CIA at one point before he retired and started his data company where he just banged dumb crap girls that wanted to become CIA spies. Yeah. Ladies, if anyone ever, 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 ever says, yeah, I, I can help you, but yeah, you're going to need to bang me or blow me or lick my bunghole or have sex with his dog. Yeah, yeah that, that's a red flag, red flag, red flag, run for the hills. Go tell your dad or your big brother or your boyfriend or someone and uh, have this person taken care of. Yeah. Craziness. All right, let's get up out of here. Coming up next, we'll rerun that interview with Jason L. Ombre Anderson, like that dude. And then we'll wrap it up and go home for the Thursday show. Get ready for the Friday Spectacular. I am Stretch. If you bang me, I'll show you how to do a show in the Big 49. Because <laughs> I'm a CIA spy. Allegedly. All right, time to go home. It is a Stretch show on a Thursday. Pack it up and pack it in. Do not forget tomorrow. Heels on the Stars Network is back. Wrestling and drama. Dude drama. That's what it is. It's a dude drama show. There's some dude drama shows that are good. I'm an excellent creator of dude drama. I did that today in the Moto Minutes when I, I stoked the flames of the battle between uh, Cooksey, <laughs> Cooksey and Mathis. A couple of Moto Media dudes. I'm like, oh, you guys want to talk smack about each other? I'll throw some fire on that. I'll throw a little gasoline on that fire. Yeah, psh. Stoke them flames. Dude drama's fun, man. It's fun. You got wrestling and dude drama. Nothing. What, what could be better? It's on heels. What could be better? My son's in it. That's what could be better. He's the giant rednecky in one. All right. I am going to uh, pack this mofo up and get out of here and be excited to get into Friday. Starting next week, we're in the final four-week stretch. Literally. The four-week stretch of the stretch show. We're going to roll up out of here. Proud of the work that we have done and proud of where we are leaving the Big 49. And it's got nowhere to go but up. And that's the most impressive thing about it. So the 4-9 ain't going nowhere. And if 4-9 starts to go somewhere and I got to come back, asses will be kicked. There'll be more man drama than you can shake a dick at at that point. Because I'll be back and I'll be more ornery and more pissed off than normal if I had to come back. Don't make me have to come back here. Moto Media, don't make me have to come back here. Terrestrial Radio, don't make me have to come back here. I'm retiring. I'm going off. I'm a Jason Bourne, that ass. I'm going to slide off. Vanish. I'm going to ghost. If I had to come back, people are going to get their asses whooped. Tell you, I'll beat you with a number two pencil if I got to come back here. Don't make me come back. Time is good for the old guy before I drop dead from health issues. You guys, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this stupid show. Following us on Instagram. Following us on uh, Facebook. We appreciate the shit out of you guys, man. Don't forget to listen to the Knuckleheads tomorrow for Last Chance Radio at 3 o'clock. And then on Saturday, I don't think they're doing a moto show on Saturday. They, they may. They're, those guys are stupid. I can't whoop the stupid out of them. But I'll talk to you tomorrow. Till then, God bless you all. 
God bless the United States of America.